What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. It's 2020. We finally made it to the year of clarity. And it is starting to warm up. Spring is coming. And I'm looking forward to this year. It's going to be a great quarter. It's going to be a great year. Um, Kamari is doing great. Really pleased. Um, I told everybody on the team. Um, we're all really ecstatic about the numbers and things that we're hitting and the amount of stores that we've helped grow on Shopify. And I'd just like to give a formal thanks to all of our clients and most importantly, the Kamari Labs team for just nailing it in 2019. And we're hoping to have a, another great year in 2020. With that said, uh, we got a great podcast episode up ahead of us. Um, we're going to talk about IoT. We're going to talk about Facebook advertising. We're going to talk about Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, and we're going to talk about you know Shopify and finding the best e-commerce platform for your business, your business model, or maybe your service or whatever you're selling. So stay tuned, people. We got a great episode up ahead of us. I want to talk a little bit about personal assistance and the, the Alexa and the Internet of Things IoT kind of space for a little bit because I feel like it's something that's kind of overlooked and at least in e-commerce and business as a future potential for real growth and sales and interactions with your customers. This this automation and this personalized virtual assistant, uh, i.e. Alexa, Siri, you know, insert name here. Um, this is going to be the future of buying things and these smart home devices and things are going to eventually order things automatically for people or identify when they want them. And it'll be better than any kind of marketing platform that's ever existed. Once the data is there, um, it's just like anything, the more data it has, the more accurate, more valuable it becomes and more effective. So I, I truly believe that in the next five to 10 years, the space is going to transition. Um, websites are dead. You know, even custom apps for like specific companies and brands really don't hold relevance anymore. It's more about the social media uh, space and then also the platform. So you've got like Amazon and, and Walmart's building a platform, but these big platforms are going to become the Costco's of the internet. They already have Amazon in particular, but they know what the customer wants. They know when they want it, and they're going to be able to pipe that right down to their device. So this is what they're building right now with these virtual assistants and things that are going to learn over time, your behaviors and your interactions with brands, family members, you know, products, etc. And it's going to become even more powerful than Google is. Think about Google when it came out in what, 94, 96, um, you know, I was using Google. I, I was a big proponent of Google. Um, I told everybody, you know, stop using that Yahoo crap and, and get on Google. It was way better. And that was because of the search engine results were highly accurate on Google. And that was the main reason I had brand loyalty to Google early on. And over, year, over the years, you know, Google became more and more popular because of that. Now with that popularity, they got more users. With more users, they got more input. They get more input. They get more accurate profiles of people and their behaviors. And now, AdWords today is one of the most effective advertising 
platforms in existence. And some could say it's it was the first successful advertising platform for pay-per-click. And so that is exactly kind of like the virtual assistant IoT of things right now is the way I see that is that is the future Google. You know, that's going to be the thing that knows you best. And knowing you best is what marketing is all about. So that little device is going to know exactly what to recommend to you. And so understanding how to get in these these marketplaces and be a bit available so that when that virtual assistant does recommend a product, it's yours. Or say they're recommending a service, it, it, you want to make sure it's yours. You need to get good with Alexa. You need to get good with IoT and understand these things so that you can be there when the time is right. Because think about Google, everybody talks about SEO, but one of the main things of SEO that really gives you the most weight and rankings is the age of your content. So if you had the first um, tutorial on how to fix a car, um, that even though there's been millions of tutorials come after that, that may even be better with videos and pictures, if yours is still online and still linked to by tons and tons, because over time it's exponential, right? That resource is still going to rain heavy in those search engines. And it's just like with anything else. If you get started early on, everything's cheap because it's kind of small and nobody's doing it. And you can really get a huge leg up and advantage over your competitor by getting into that early before them and understanding it early. So that's one of the main reasons I push everybody to kind of, you know, embrace Amazon and also learn how to get your products, services, whatever, ready for the next phase, which is going to be IoT recommendations and you know, all of these types of things where the device just orders it for you or maybe it just comes up and confirms and you order it. But that's coming. I know it seems crazy, but that's definitely coming. And, you know, I've had... The idea, and I think other people have had this, is not like a very unique idea, but, you know, the, the refrigerator should know what you're out of and what you need to get at the store and maybe even order it for you. So when you show up at the store, they just go, here's your groceries. It'll be this much, or maybe they're already paid for. They deliver them. Um, who knows? But that's kind of the way I see th everything going. So when you need something in your home, the home already knows it. Um, it recommends you order it. You do it's at your door in an hour and it becomes highly convenient. Same with services. If you're, um, if I look for a, an Italian restaurant or something on the Alexa show, um, she'll pull up a, uh, list of local Italian restaurants and I can kind of go through, look at the star ratings, look at the, uh, Yelp data, everything right there, the phone number, the menu, etc., And I can choose if I want to go there and, from there, I can even order an Uber to that, that restaurant. You know, I can come home on that same Uber. I can order an Uber back and, and like, you know, it's all right there on the screen. It's all going to be within that screen. It's not going to be a phone book. It's not going to be a billboard. It's not going to be, you know, a website. It's going to be these, these platforms. So IoT is another big one that I think people are asleep on right now and could be doing more with, um, get into the beta programs of this um, and just embrace it. And if it's 
not available to you right now, great. Study it. Learn everything you can about it because this is going to be the true future of marketing. So if you're trying to sell your product, you know, we at Kamari Labs, our primary goal is to create business solutions for small to medium-sized businesses. And we've done that for successfully for many years. But the number one thing that I tell people is that with all this technology and infrastructure and websites and mobile apps and social media platforms and accounts and things is great. But if you don't know how to get your, your product in front of the right people with all of that, it's going to be pointless. And this is the way guys. So I'd like to hear what you guys think in the comments. Um, drop a comment if you have a, a question or you, you want to chime in on this. But I definitely think IoT is the future of commerce, um, at least part of it. It's going to be a big share of, of future commerce. I think social is another one. I talk about that later in this episode. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments. But that's my take on IoT. Okay, so here's the skinny on why I think that most businesses, especially well-established businesses, the bigger the worse off they are, won't be relevant in five to ten years. And here's why. Because most of these businesses have operated and, and been created in a, a long stride of, of undisrupted business flow where their models didn't have to change. They didn't have to evolve much. They used the same advertising and the same product marketing gimmicks and stuff to get their goods out there again and again. And they, they all kind of copy each other. And this is nothing new in the news space. But the, the one reason I feel that those businesses are going to be irrelevant and die off and go stale and new businesses that are smaller and more nimble will emerge is because of the fact that these older businesses are failing to see where the future of their customer is going, where the attention is going to focus. The attention is not going to be on billboards. It's not going to be in print and none of these other mediums that they're wasting their money on. It's going to be right in front of them on that screen. And you're starting to see this already with clothing brands that are, you know, coming out of nowhere and they're selling their, you know, items for 400 to $1,200 a piece. And, you know, they've only been around for maybe a year or so because they've mastered capturing the attention of the correct customer. Now, these companies, these large companies, even these smaller mid-sized companies, they know who their customer is. They have tons of data from over the years of selling to these customers and interacting with them but they don't know how to apply that in the digital space. And so when they fail to do that over the next five to 10 years and these smaller companies, more nimble, maybe more equipped on uh, social marketing, social media, et cetera, will surpass them. And it's the David and Goliath story. You know, I mean, it's, it's gonna happen. And so the only way for these large businesses to succeed and carry on is not with websites, it's not with business cards, it's not with any traditional marketing media that's worked in the past for them. It's going to be these new platforms that are coming out. And there's tons of, so there's like 32 social network platforms at any given time, they're just popping. And the failure to apply content and create a podcast, create a YouTube channel, um, create, you know, a, a brand and a voice and, um, just connect with your future customers. I mean, sure, these people aren't buying anything from you now, but if you're playing the long game 
Um, you'll need these customers in the future. They will be your future customer. And if you don't understand their culture now, you won't understand it then when they're actually ready to buy something. So that's one reason I feel that these larger businesses that are operating, and let's, let's, I'm not talking about Microsoft guys, because Microsoft and Apple and these companies, you know, Apple's a trillion dollar company, the first. So these companies are so well established and so well rooted in, in society and culture that they've established a brand that will carry on. But that's not to say that if they don't find the, the future customers and their attention as well, that they won't, you know, maybe buy, a, uh, what's to stop somebody from buying maybe a Google or something, or uh, if we're talking laptops, maybe they just build their own or they buy an MSI or whatever it is they may buy. Um, that brand loyalty comes from the culture. Apple created a culture around their products. The way they designed things was very consistent. They had a target market. It worked really well for them. But if they fail to find the next market, they're going to, to dwindle and their sales will drop and they will take a hit. And even a company that big taking a small hit is, is not good. So um, that's why I feel that most of these businesses are going to fail. And if you're a new business, um, you really got to understand this because um, right now you have a huge opportunity to position yourself in social media, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, Snapchat, as a, a leader in your space. And if you're the only one doing this, let's say you sell uh, software or something, if you're the only one on there that's demoing your product and talking to customers, engaging with them, answering questions, figuring out what features they might like to have in future vision versions of your product, those types of things, then you're gonna be way ahead, light years ahead of the competition, big or small, when they get on there and they finally get it, but it'll be too late because you've already established the voice. So that's why I feel it's so important to find these young social media networks where they're just starting to blossom into something that might kick off and put your content out there. Do real value content that you can engage with your people and get, get the uh, attention of your future customers. And if you do this um, again and again, time in and time out, over time, you're going to get better at this and you'll know exactly what works and what doesn't. And you'll know where your customers are, what they're looking at, where are the attentions at, and you'll be able to put your product in those spaces. And that's going to be the key. And it could, your product could be a service. It could be anything, but you need to get it in front of people and you need to not just get it in front of people because we all know that commercials and things, most of us hate them, right? Because why? Because we didn't really want to see them. We didn't go look up a progressive commercial, sorry, progressive, or whatever's on TV. We didn't look that up. It's just shot to us in hopes that we might need it. There's no real data behind it. And this is kind of how media marketing has gone on over the past. Like, you, let's just put our billboard up and hope that, you know, out of a thousand people, we get, you know, a 5% return off that. So you know, 50 people or something. But anyway, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very stale way of marketing. And these ads, because they're not relevant to the person, they're like, what do I do with this? And not only that, they're not relevant. And they're not actually touching on on the person's actual, the culture of the person at the time, because we go through different types of cultures at different times and different ages and things. And so if this isn't resonating with them, 
it's going nowhere. You're wasting your money and you're wasting your ads. With the internet, everything changed. Now you can literally target those people based on the age group, interests, all of those things and get very specific. So if you understand your customer, you understand how to resonate with them and engage them, that's, you've, you've got 90% of it right there. The rest of it is just finding that customer through social networks and you find them with data. So the more information you have on these customers and, and types of behaviors and things that you wanna target on with your advertising and things and your social campaigns, the better off you will be when it goes to try and find that customer and get the right product in front of the right person at the right time. And that is what drives ROI. It's not SEO and it's not, you know, giveaways or influencers or anything else. It's just finding the right person. You could have the best product in the world, but if you're selling it to the wrong people, you're not going to make a single dollar. It's just, it's impossible because they don't want it. So unless you understand who wants your product in the first place, and if you're building a product, find this out first before you even build the product. Because if you don't know who you're building it for, you don't know what they want. And if you don't know what they want, you can't really build what they want and you'll fail again and again. So that's also very key to the success of new businesses. And I think where, where big businesses more established have kind of fell short in the past is that they fail to engage their customer and understand what exactly it is they want, what exactly they're complaining about, what they don't like, and to make those changes quickly. And, you know, if you're a big business, I mean, you could just go online and, and look at what people are saying about your product, you know, write down every time somebody complains about it and what they're complaining about. Those things are going to help you figure out, you know, what to fix and how to change it. And you'll also get an idea and a sense of who is your customer? Who are these people that are complaining? Who are these people that love it? And, you know, what are their behaviors and interests? So collecting this data and, and building these models for marketing is critical. And right now, all of this is very <clears throat> inexpensive. It won't be in the future. I mean, TV ads and things in the past when they first started running TV ads were very cheap because no one was doing it. But once <clears throat> big businesses stepped in to the advertising space and television, it was, um, you know, the, the price shot up exponentially because now there's more demand for something just like with anything. There's more demand. There's only so much time on those commercial slots to sell. The price goes up, 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 and pretty soon only certain companies can afford to advertise. And that's why I push the fact that you need to start now, especially if you're a smaller business, start marketing, start getting good with social, building your brand, building your pages, building your following, your audience, learning how to look at the data, learning to look at how the behaviors are interacting with your product and things and, and, and what the sentiment is of the general internet chatter about your product and stuff. And learning those things will be key to your success in the future because your competitor is going to likely have this data. And maybe they paid a lot for it and you didn't, but that'll be a, a leg up because in the future, these things will be available. It's just going to have to pay through the nose to get those kinds of metrics and things as data becomes more commoditized. And I, I definitely believe that um, we're in a, a period right now where advertising has never been this cheap, where you can reach this many people for so little. And so if you're not capitalizing on that, I definitely recommend looking into it.
And that's why I say most businesses in five to 10 years are going to be irrelevant, if not just completely gone. I want to take a quick moment and just kind of go on a rant about uh, personalized products. So one of the things that, that sets a lot of vendors apart from other vendors is personalization. So allowing people to put their names on things, allowing people to customize things, um, product configurators, product builders, virtual experiences and things like that are definitely a way to give your store the cutting edge that it needs to gain sales in the post Amazon e-commerce era. It's getting more and more difficult to get people to buy from you directly. And these are one of the ways that you can definitely ensure that you have a unique advantage over competition. Uh, now personalization and Shopify is fairly easy. You can add, um, simple fields where they can choose options, um, to customize a product. And if you need help with that, you can contact a Shopify expert like us. Um, and we can definitely build that for you. There's also applications by like bold, um, there's product builder and there's lots of other ones out now that you can, you know, depending on if you need t-shirts or if you're, you're building, you know, custom bikes or whatever you're building, there's lots of applications now and and plugins for Shopify that allow you to not uh, have to, you know, integrate a lot of code into your site and just kind of drop that in and configure products and and then make it nice and simple. Um, Depending on your needs, you know, you may want to go with an app, you may not. Um, Going with an app gives you the ability to configure it and do lots of other things other things, but mainly, uh, if you're just doing a really simple personalization, like say you have a text field or a couple of different options for them to choose that are predefined, then you probably don't want to get like a product builder and and build a wizard and all that. Because while the product builder apps are great, they don't always integrate with your customer experience the way you may want it to. And it's really hard to get that dialed in so unless you need that complex functionality, I would avoid that. Keep your store extremely lean, which is something I preach all the time, and you know minimize technical debt. And when I say technical debt, I'm talking about the things that you install in your store, uh, anything you have to maintain. You know, if you like, we build custom software for Shopify stores all the time to manage everything from 3PL logistics to inventory consolidation to you know, drop shipping, you name it, we've done it, accounting, shipping, everything. And these basically require maintenance, monthly maintenance, annual maintenance. You know, it's it's a machine, it has to be serviced. And the software as well has to be updated and all these things, security vulnerabilities, etc. So that is what we call in, in the industry, technical debt. And you want to minimize your technical debt, because it will eat up your profits, as well as it makes your site brittle. The more technical debt you have and the more you know, moving parts, just like with anything, your site becomes more and more brittle. So personalization is a great way to get into a space where you have a unique advantage over comp- competition. However, you want to do it as simple as possible. You know, the old KISS saying, keep it simple, stupid, applies here. So that's just one thing I wanted to bring up. I want to throw it out on the podcast and get it out there to you guys in case you guys are trying to think of new ways to innovate and market, etc. 
You know, if you're selling clothing or anything like that, let people put their name on there. Let people put a personalized message on there with your brand or let them, you know, choose colors or unique patterns. Um, we did a really, really interesting piece of software a few years back for a company called Unmade. And they're still in the process of building out this technology right now. But it's a very neat system that they have uh, It basically created a software that allows the customer to uniquely design their own design pattern interactively by using their mouse or their finger or swipes or whatever kind of interactions that depending on the device that they they do it creates a unique pattern and then what unmade does is they have these rgb yarn printers basically they they will weave that garment scarf blouse whatever it is um they also blouses sweaters you know things like that um it in shirts they will weave it exactly the way you saw it when you created it. So it's very neat. You can just kind of drag. If you want to check it out, it's unmade.com, U-N-M-A-D-E.com. Um, we, we don't get promotion, any kickbacks for you going there. So just check it out. I don't think they're even selling anything right now, but the technology is definitely on display. It was some of the neatest stuff I've ever seen in the 12 years that we've been working with Shopify and, and doing all of this stuff. It was really innovative, and that's the kind of competitive edge you need to have over a competitor to survive in this eco space. You know, with Amazon and and, and Walmart and the, the big giants are starting to basically close in on the small box stores. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't sell your products on Amazon. Amazon allows personalization as well there, but one unique way you can get people to come to your website and not go to the big box store, you know, and and cost you lots of exorbitant fees and all that stuff um as well as you know be shopping amongst competition is to have that advantage of hey if you come to our site you can personalize this to no end and you'll see some of the larger brands are starting to do this you know tesla of course has a phenomenal system where you can choose the color you know and everything and and this has been in the automotive industry for a long time it's not something tesla created but they've kind of polished that process down to a very intuitive form and it's very fluid and continuity and and it just flows so you want to not only add personalization but you want to make it seamless painless and as you know as flexible as possible you know color sliders and all that kind of stuff so they can do neat things it really depends on your capability to produce the type of product that they want or they're creating within your website but as long as you work within your own parameters it's an awesome feature for your site and you can see this all over the place like um the apparel industry is is one where you see it most of the time but there's lots of other industries where you can do personalization there's you know engraving and there's laser etching and there's all kinds of things you know um i get a lot of people ask me um you know tim is is shopify the best e-commerce platform or is it the best platform for my business and the only way i can really answer that is i don't know i don't know if it's the best platform for your business because some platforms work good for businesses others you know some people might be more effective on craigslist or something like that it depends on what they're doing they might be on facebook marketplace um somewhere like that ebay it depends on what you're selling who you're selling it to and where the attention is it doesn't really matter what platform you use so much. It matters more, is that platform capable of reaching those people? Because as long as that 
is possible, your ROI is going to go up and, and you'll be successful. So asking Shop if Shopify is the right platform for your business is like saying, is, is Toyota right for me? I don't know. You know, is an SUV right for me? It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on the use case for the, the SUV. So that question is always tough to answer. And, you know, I am a Shopify consultant and my business is formed around Shopify. I've been a Shopify plus expert and an expert for over a decade. So, yeah, I'd love to say that Shopify is the one size fits all solution, but that may not be true for every business. And in fact, it's not. Um, so we try to solve everybody's problems. Most of the, the people that contact us are looking to either get started on Shopify or already on there um, using it to grow their business or they're transitioning from some other large platform onto Shopify. But I can't say that like, you know, it's going to be perfect for everyone. And that's the thing people need to understand is that these platforms are trying to be tailored to everyone and not be complete garbage at the same time. And that's a very difficult thing to do because they're trying to give you as much control over your store and your e-commerce system as possible. But at the same time, they don't want to allow you to break things or cause problems that would ultimately cause the cart to fail. So a lot of the restrictions and constraints that come from platforms are due to those types of things. They're trying to cater to everyone. And that's why I highly recommend trying lots of different platforms, not just Shopify and, and other e-commerce platforms, but you know, obscure ones that you may not think of like Facebook marketplace or let go, or, you know, depending on what you're selling, because some of my clients sell anything and everything. And, and <clears throat> it really depends on what they're trying to, to do. So that's one reason I think that, um, you know, Shopify is not for everyone. Um, just like, you know, e-commerce might not be for everyone. Some people, do better with like, you know, face-to-face -face engagement with customers. It might be going out and just going live, uh, you know, out somewhere and engaging with your customers that way might be more effective way to sell something than say putting up a website and just trying to do, you know, PPC or, or, uh, you know, Facebook ads or something. So when you go into any kind of platform like that, think of it like that, like this is an experiment, right? So you need to figure out if this platform works for you and, and where's your niche and how can you leverage this platform to get your ROI and your, your, you know, uh, get your numbers. So think of it like that. Um, and make sure that you're spreading your focus across multiple platforms at the same time, because you don't know which one's going to be the one, the next Instagram or the, the next, you know, Facebook, or even, um, you know, Amazon or something. Um, a lot of people think Amazon's the end all to commerce, like because Amazon's kind of taken over a good share, the lion's share of commerce. Most sales go through Amazon now. Um, but that, you gotta understand that like maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, nobody was on Amazon. They were selling books and nobody wanted them. <clears throat> so there's going to be platforms like that now that are simmering in the background that could very well become the next Amazon. Now, Amazon has a huge foothold in the space now. They've created an entire logistics network and 
they've gotten into other things, they've got contracts with the government. They're very well rooted in our culture and society. So it's going to be hard for someone to take over per se Amazon. But if there's a cultural shift in, you know, maybe buyers uh, opinion of Amazon and there is a better solution that can provide and deliver, then that would take out Amazon. I mean, that's why I say don't sleep on these smaller platforms, social media, you know, sales platforms, et cetera. You don't know what's going to take off. You don't know. And you can do research and stuff, but honestly, the best way to do it is just to get involved in as much as you can, as many platforms as you can, get your product as many places as possible. And then whichever one takes off, focus on that because some of them will fail and not every platform is going to succeed. I mean, there's been MySpace, Friendster, all these, these social platforms, but social media brings us all together into one place and it has the attention of your customer and also the data. So that's why I always lean on social networks. LinkedIn is the number one thing. If you're B2B and you're not doing LinkedIn posts, you're, you're missing out because right now there's a huge opportunity to put content on LinkedIn and advertise it to your customer for very cheap. And that's not going to exist in another three or four years when it starts to get big and people realize what LinkedIn is. Um, because think about it. I mean, LinkedIn, you pay thousands of dollars, right, to go to these conferences and network or, or maybe you go play golf or whatever, you, you join the club and you pay all the fees and spend all your time and stuff. But really, it's it's so you can network for a few hours with some other people, like-minded individuals. And sometimes that turns out to be a really good thing for your business. But LinkedIn is like a 24-7, round-the-clock, networking all the time thing, right? So this is way more effective way of getting your product in front of your other business customers or finding the right partnerships to build your company up and build it to the right scale. And this didn't exist before. It, LinkedIn was your your social network, your literally physical social network of who you know and who can they introduce you to. But now LinkedIn is doing exactly, I mean, that's what the name is, LinkedIn, right? So it's now a huge networking device that you can use to find similar businesses and your customers, etc. Um, so I definitely think you should be creating content and posting it to LinkedIn as much as possible as well. Um, but getting back to the original topic, which is, is Shopify right for me, which is what people ask a lot. You, you've got to ask all those questions and you've got to kind of figure out, you know, well, what, what kind of platform do I need before you even look for a platform? What do I need from the platform? What's my goal? And then you can then you can list those out and you can kind of pro and con Shopify or other platforms and see which one's right for you. But never just jump into a platform and think this is because everybody else is doing this or my I, a lot of people say my competitors on Shopify, so I want to be on there too. And that seems crazy because what if they're wrong? You're just following them blindly, and maybe they're doing great now, but that might change. So you really have to do some introspect to the business and the needs and what you're trying to achieve. And then you can go and find the software that'll provide those features to you rather than just get involved with something like Shopify and get married to the platform and tons of money invested and your entire team's trained on it and then 
oh, we should have been on Facebook, you know. So that's all I have to say about that. Shopify might not be for everyone. Drop a comment if you disagree.